Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Monday the 30th of May and as usual with all the information contained in this briefing it is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this briefing. If you need to you can pause the slideshow here and read our disclaimer in full. If you're listening on a podcast wherever you are in this wonderful world of ours you can head on over to marcustoday.com.au to our website there and you can read the disclaimer there and of course catch up with all the other wonderful goodies we have on the website too. All right, well we had a far better night in the US. US markets of course closed tonight so we have some clear air for a couple of days which will serve us well I suspect. And so we did see the US markets rally strongly on Friday. There's beginning to be a thought that maybe we have seen the bottom, something I started nibbling at last week in the small cap portfolio. But certainly uh, there is a thought that maybe uh, the bottom is in. Uh, we did see some uh, inflation numbers that the Fed likes to concentrate on on Friday, coming in at just 0.2% in April. It was the smallest movement in 18 months and there certainly are some signs that maybe in the US inflation is peaking so that was enough for the market to take off like the proverbial scolded cat we have the Dow Jones up 576 points or 1.76 percent to 33,213 the Nasdaq up 3.33 percent 390 points that's where the rally will really be if it does start to take hold uh, the S&P 500 up in the middle for diddle, 2.47%, 100 points to 41.58. And as you would expect, given all this bullishness, uh, the VIX index fell off down 6.47%, two points to 26. So there's some good signs there. So uh, it was the best week in the US market since November 2020. Uh, the Dow added 6.2%, so certainly it does look as if not only is the bottom in, but maybe we've uh, missed some of the uh, the first move at least, but uh, starting to take a little bit of a hold in the US. And in commodities, we saw uh, commodity prices better as well, and commodity stocks doing okay. Brent crude, this is, I guess, a sign that we are seeing uh, that resumption, I guess, of a little bit of optimism on global growth rather than the global recession, but certainly uh, very elevated levels, which is not good for inflation and we do have some high energy prices coming down the track UK especially being whacked with that but no uh, escape for New South Wales and the east coast of Australia either but Brent crude was up 1.73% $2.03 119.43 I'll just say that again 119.43 US dollars a barrel that is $120 a barrel oil that is not good for inflation so Maybe that personal consumption inflation index that we saw on Friday from the US may be showing signs of peaking, but certainly energy is showing no signs of peaking at the moment. WTI 115.07, up just under a dollar, 0.86. Gold price uh, slightly higher as well, $5.10, up 0.28%, 1851.30. The iron ore price up 0.71%, 94 cents, 133.41. And we did see copper up 1.1, nickel having a good night up 4.5%, aluminium up 0.4, zinc up 2.7, lead up 1.7, and ton up 1.5. This led to some good moves in US 
and uh, UK and international mining stocks. We have BHP up 3.8% in ADR terms, Rio up 1.5% in ADR terms, Freeport up 3%, Alcoa up 2.6%, Tech up 6.7%, Anglo up 1.2%, Glencore up 1.4%, Vale up 2.7%, Arbomile up 6.2%, so that bodes well for our lithium stocks, despite the fact that there are some brokers saying that the whole lithium thing is over and out. I suspect they are wrong. But anyway, we have Arbomile up 6.2% overnight. Here you can see the S&P 500 uh, pretty much closing on its highs. In fact, closing on its highs uh, ahead of that Memorial Day holiday in the US. So an outbreak of optimism for sure. Uh, and that will give us two days of clear air. We have our SPY futures up 83 points. So that is good for our market today. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of optimism will be in our market today. U.S. stocks doing well. Apple was up 4.1%. Meta, the artist formerly known as Facebook, was up 1.8. Google up 4.2. Microsoft up 2.8. Amazon up 3.7. Tesla pressure released a little bit from that equity funding deal that uh, Elon Musk has done, rather than tapping into a margin loan, was up 7.3%. Netflix up 2%. Uh, JP Morgan, bank's not doing quite so well in the US. JP Morgan up 1.4, Goldman up 1.5. Block, though, the artist formerly known as Square, was up 8.5%. So that should help our tech sector today. Not much in the way of, te- of uh, headlines, rather, coming out of the US and uh, overseas at the weekend. Uh, but obviously, our market will start firmer, as will Asia, uh, the US dollar mixed. Goldman Sachs says the bull market in battery metals is finished for now. Well, I don't think so, Goldman, but anyway, we'll see. Wild five months leaves Wall Street split on when sell-off ends and Shanghai has unveiled fresh policies to support the economy hit by COVID as it relaxes COVID testing requirements as case numbers fall. And Beijing says the outbreak is under control as the city eases curbs. And uh, President Zelensky in the Ukraine has visited the troops the first time he's been out of Kiev for some little while. So um, on the front line there. But the EU oil embargo remains stalled. Hungary still a holdout there, as is, I think, Serbia as well in terms of uh, their reliance on Russian oil and gas and not being... um, not being compliant with the other 26-odd or 25-odd nations in the EU. They have to be unanimous to put those uh, sanctions in place. So not happening for now. What to expect today? Well, we're closed uh, in the US, so we do have clean air. So that is good news for Australia. We're up 83 points on the SPY. We will have a strong day today, and we may even kick higher if we do see those US futures, because I suspect the US futures market will be open And that will be guided by Asian markets. So Asian market firmness will add to U.S. market futures firmness because there will be few traders working on a Sunday evening ahead of Memorial Day. But uh, we could see a little bit more of a bounce than that 83 points, especially if we get a bit of a head of steam and uh, a few players get sucked back into the market, which could be some good news. First quarter GDP on Wednesday from Australia tops what NAB calls a busy week for Australian data. So we are going to see some indicators of where the economy is this week. So it'll be interesting to see that. Of course, we are heading next week. Uh, actually, no, tomorrow, first Tuesday of the month. Uh, the uh, No, next week, rather. 
May has 31 days. Uh, we will see the uh, RBA. So that will be of interest as well. Bank of America said its bull and bear indicator plunged to 0.6 from 1.5. It's placing it in unambiguous contrarian buy territory for a second week. I think that means it is in buy territory uh, rather than anything else. And Bubs, big write-up over the weekend. It has had a major coup in the U.S., it is going to be tripling its capacity in a landmark U.S. infant formula deal. That's going to really turbocharge bubs today. may also have some effect on A2 milk, which obviously has the same opportunity, but hasn't quite executed such a uh, good deal as yet. News on the papers today. The ASIC, uh, ASIC rather sues ANZ for overstating account balances and charging fees. While over in Europe on the weekend, stock 50 is at 1.8. FTSE was up only 0.3. FTSE is very much oil and gas and commodity based. But looking at the commodity prices, looking at the commodity stocks and looking at the oil price, which is obviously going to be good for Woodside, Santos, Karoon, etc., Beach Petroleum, uh, they, uh, we should see some good moves in commodities as well today. FTSE up 0.3. CACs up 1.6. And DAX up 1.6. 10-year yields in the US, 2.74. They've come off a long way. Australia down to... Uh, 3.25, that again has come off a long way, uh, around a quarter of a percent from those 3.5 levels. And Germany, 0.96. Interesting that we have the US with inflation wherever it is, up at uh, 8% or roughly. And Australia, just for elbows benefit, up around 5.1%. And we are seeing that half a point differential between 10-year yields in the US and Australia. Some of that is because of the flight to safety effect that we have had seen uh, with the U.S. in terms of money flowing into U.S. Treasuries as we have seen volatility in the market pull money out of equities and put it into the bond market, which has forced those yields down. Yank Coal, Y-A-L, still in a trading hall, but the bid from uh, Yankuan looks to be around 16% below I'm saying this again, below the current share price, and it already owns 62.3% of the company. So any bid firming and announced in the next day or so will test the new government. The new treasurer, Jim Chalmers, will have uh, a big decision to make. And any affirmative for that takeover, of course, Jan Cole, uh, based in Australia, uh, will have some implications and may even lead to a little bit of a thawing in some of those relations with China. So it's going to be a bit of a test for the new government. So the question of the day is, should the new treasurer allow the Chinese Yankol bid or should we knock it back on the basis of national interest or strategic interest? We shall see. But I'd love to hear your thoughts on that one. Should the new treasurer allow the Chinese YAL bid to go through? Well, that's it for me today. Thanks very much for listening. You can head on over to the Facebook discussion group. We'd love to have your thoughts ideas and insights over there. There's three and a half thousand plus members over there. Uh, greatly um, appreciated the comments and feedback we get on that group and it's a really well behaved group and we've tried to keep it that way. If you're listening on a podcast and you want more Marcus Today wonderfulness, there of course is the Marcus Strategy Podcast, which is the morning meeting fly on the wall. There's the On The Desk Podcast from the team in Melbourne and my On The Couch Podcast. And last week I interviewed Greg uh, Hall from Alligator Energy. See you later, Alligator. But uh, Alligator Energy is a uranium uh, explorer and wannabe producer from their Sam Fire 
project down in South Australia and the Alligator River up in the Northern Territory. So an interesting chat with Greg, especially on the background and what is going on in uranium generally, forgetting uh, any particular focus on Alligator Energy. But if you're interested in uranium and what's happening with the pricing structure, long-term contracts and where the industry is at uh, in that uh, space, then uh, tune in for that on the Couch Podcast. But that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening, and may the trading gods be with you.